Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. We welcome from the Jamestown Renaissance Corporation, the Urban Corps Director, Frank Bessie, and the Neighborhood Project Director, Mary Maxwell. So thank you for, to both of you for being here with us. Thank you for having us. Great to be here, Julia. So I, I got to hear a preview of what we're going to talk about at the City Council work session this week about this historic tax credit workshop that's coming up next week, Wednesday, February 15th. Now I have to, you know, let the listener know I have taken this workshop before and it is very useful. And that's how I'll start out with. But I want to, I want to hear from, from the folks who, who know all the details about it. Can you tell us what is this, this workshop coming up next week? It is a historic district tax credit workshop. If you're in a historic district in Jamestown, you have the opportunity to use some tax credits on your state income tax. And we try to have this tax credit workshop annually. And it's coming up now, sponsored by... Preservation Buffalo Niagara, Preservation League of New York State, and the Jamestown Renaissance Corporation. And with this mentioned that you know, if you live in a historic district, we currently have three historic districts here in the city. Yeah, so we have the downtown historic district that's about 100 properties that was set up almost 10 years ago. And then uh, the JRC worked on the Lakeview historic district that has a lot of Lakeview Avenue and kind of comes off of Uh, that street a little bit and then the forest heights neighborhood has um, a historic district as well the city is working on another one on the west side of the city and the jrc and the city are always looking to add more so that's one of the parts of this is you might already live in one but one might come to you or you might move so we just want to really make sure that everyone in the community knows about this this opportunity um, to to be informed and then also get a get a tax credit Mm-hmm. And I mean, tax credits, that's fun. It's um, if you're especially if you're a homeowner or a business owner. But you know what what's involved with getting that tax credit? So we have to be careful. We kind of we're, we're, we don't work for the State Historical Preservation Office and we are not your lawyer or accountant. But <laughs> um, you you come up with a project and you have that project reviewed by the State Historical Preservation Office or we call SHPO. Uh, they approve it and the work is then done. And then you will get some paperwork from from Shippo that says, "Hey, you you passed the test," and then that is given to your accountant, and they do their magic. Um, but basically, you will have a credit that's twenty percent if you're if it's a residential property, twenty percent of the value of the work. There is a a, a five thousand dollar minimum that you have threshold that you have to hit to to trigger that uh, tax credit, and. At the state level, that credit, if you don't have a liability, it does turn into a refund. So that is one thing that's different from the state versus the federal. The federal tax credit, which is eligible on commercial properties, so primarily the downtown district, but other properties could qualify. Um, there's a there's a 20% uh, federal tax credit, and then the 20% state tax credit becomes 30%. So it really, uh, for the commercial um, property development uh, in the historic district, 
it's a very um, it's the most powerful financial incentive that exists basically for commercial redevelopment of historic properties. And for for personal homes, you know that people who live in these districts, Mary, you mentioned an example. Uh, la- uh, I should say last night when I did, we're talking the day after the city council meeting, people have seen real money come real back money. to them. Real money, yeah, it's eighty eight thousand dollars for a residential housing tax credit. The example I use is there was a lady on Liberty Street who's in the Lakeview Historic District, and she had to get her chimney redone. So she checked into all of this, and it did cost $5,000. So she hit the threshold, and she paid it, and she got a $1,000 tax credit on her New York State tax return. So it, it pays off. Yeah, it really does. That's not, I mean, and, and we think about old houses. I mean, it, it's inevitably it's going to cost you money, no matter what, if you own any kind of house, but especially when you get into historic houses, uh, that, that number can creep up a, a little bit higher. And it sounds like it will definitely take some of the sting out of doing regular maybe maintenance, but also, you know, maybe restoring character as well. That's the whole point is to encourage people to continue doing some preservation. And it does cost more. So this is an incentive to keep doing that. And when it comes to, yeah, you are the neighborhood project coordinator, the city itself, the city of Jamestown, uh, has done a lot of projects in in the last year using American Rescue Plan funds. There was limited amounts of funds that were available for home improvements and roof replacements and sewer replacements. Now, when it comes to the state program, is there any kind of, you know, this is the deadline you have to get your application in or this is we only have this many funds or anything like that there's no deadline that we are aware of um, but I would suggest people hop on it and do it before it they do decide not to do it anymore but mm-hmm. just do it now ASAP yeah there, it's it's a ongoing you know um, initiative of the state and federal governments you know the federal on, on the commercial side they um, so it's whenever it's an opportunity for you. I, I do echo Mary's sentiment of like, why not now? Um, because it, the the program could go away. The program is, is it's unlikely to go away though, um, due to one of the pieces I bring up is that on the commercial side, the state raised that limit from twenty percent to thirty percent just a couple of years ago. So that shows that there's recent buy-in for this type of incentive for property owners. Um, so I I think that it's definitely encourage folks to act now this the, but there is there's no there's no cap there's no um on number of applicants or how much money is that the the kind of the pool of funds is, is basically bottomless there so it's not a first come first serve it's just this program might not exist forever oh at, at current time we don't see any specific reason why it would go away though Mm-hmm. And that's good to know because, as you mentioned, there's you have to spend five thousand dollars minimum in order to move, start getting um, to apply for the tax credit. So if I'm someone that you know that five thousand is not a small amount of money that you know I might not be able to do everything at once. So it sounds like you could space out maybe the projects as long as they met the minimum thresholds for to uh, to get the state tax. There credit. is a lot of flexibility in the program around timeline, um, depending on. The, the details so it is that's where we really encourage folks to reach out to us or our colleagues at preservation buffalo niagara or preserve new york uh, we can help you kind of figure out some of these things and you you have the opportunity to space out a project but then also for residential folks you have the opportunity to come back to the project to, to the tax credit um 
years after you use the first tax credit, say on the chimney, and then in a few mm-hmm. years you want to restore your windows that that are wood and have the wavy glass, and you want to um, get them repaired, you can come back again. Or if you're going to paint your house or you know redo other things that the residential uh, properties have an opportunity to kind of come back to the program and do it again and again. Um, so thinking about you know the state of your the property, your financial situation, and how you want to stage those things. On the commercial side, I do want to point out there's a there's a very dramatic difference in the sense that the threshold is not five thousand dollars. The threshold is what's called substantial rehab or re- rehabilitation, where you have to basically spend uh, the value of the property. The the the, the formula is a little more complicated than that. But uh, so for for many properties in, in our downtown, or, or um, that's that's a fairly heavy lift, but um, on the commercial side, you have up to 60 months to, to hit that threshold as long as you outline that in your initial application. So again, you know, definitely reach out to the JRC. We can help you navigate um, the realities of this program and your building and budget to, to figure out what's best. And this is a voluntary program. This isn't one of those things that if you happen to live in a historic district and you want to do work on a house, you don't have to take advantage of the tax credits. You could just go ahead and do whatever work you want to do in, in the first place. Correct. Yeah. Um, if if you want to put in vinyl windows, put in vinyl windows. You will not get a tax credit f- for it, but you can do it. They're not going to stop you from putting the vinyl windows in. The, the way I think about it is that it, uh, it's kind of a carrot. It's all carrot, no stick, right? So it's like it's a you can opt into this opportunity and be incentivized to do something that uh, has historical character, nature, or considerations to it. Um, but there is no there's no punishment for for doing things that are that are that are kind of go against the historic nature of the property or the neighborhood. And that's what's really great about this program is that it's kind of, it's all the good. And if you choose not to, to work with that, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this data sheet. It seems like it's, it's some people have definitely taken advantage of it. I mean, downtown historic district, which has been around since 2014, it's been $27 million of reinvestment down here uh, in, the, in, the, in the core. So, and then even on Lakeview, which has only been around since 2017, you, as you mentioned, Mary, mm-hmm. it's been $88,000 invested. And then Forest Heights, which is a little newer, 2020 is when it came about right during the, or got approved right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're still waiting for projects, but that's, that's not a small amount of investment to see even over five years from, from the Lakeview neighborhood and knowing that people are probably Probably somebody in some cases wanted to go ahead. Maybe they're having trouble getting contractors. Who knows? That's the story of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So um, historically, I mean, thinking this program for historic districts in Jamestown is now nine years old, just about. Uh, where, I mean, can you give us some history in terms of how everything kind of got started here? Yeah, I think if you want to go... As far back as, as as Mary and I go, we look back at the 1993 study that was commissioned by the city of Jamestown. We call it the Burrow study because it was done by an architecture firm called Burrow, B-E-R-O. And they did a, a historical survey of the entire city. Um, and it's 330 pages. And it's, it's actually really good kind of um, breakdown of the history of our community and then the his, history of many buildings and neighborhoods. And there they identified several district opportunities downtown and Lakeview being the two most prominent and large ones. And and um, we at the JRC used that information to do the first historic district in 2014 for, for downtown and then worked with Borough Architecture um, and Preserve New York on the Lakeview district and the Forest Heights district. The, the Borough study in 93 identified the districts but also identified many 
properties, I think it's like over 50 that would be eligible to be on the National Registry just themselves. So that's where you see buildings like the Wellman Building, the train station, um, the old trolley power plant that's that was torn down. Um, many of these assets are still eligible or were eligible to be on the National Registry. And then some other ones that maybe wouldn't make the National Registry but should be recognized locally. Um, now that the study's 30 years old, those some of those local locally significant historical assets could be potentially eligible for the National Registry. But it, it does have a lot of information that we still use today to kind of figure out where we want to go next. So there's definitely opportunities to go into um, the kind of eastern side of downtown as well as what i kind of call uptown downtown you kind of look at like fourth fifth and sixth street on the other side of the washington street um there's there's a lot of potential for expanding the historic district uh well you wouldn't expand you would technically make additional historic districts Mm -hmm. and and having a whole city-wide study done i mean granted i think the thought was that 30 years ago well it's not like these buildings got younger so yeah the idea is that these old buildings are now that much older and probably it's still in need of you know of work being done having their status recognized by by the state so uh you mentioned though that the city is working on the west side for maybe a, a future district soon yeah the um the city applied for a grant with preserve new york which has funded uh two of the districts that that jrc worked on so they're examining the exact you know details of that now and, and that's that's in the works we're not working on that project um but are aware of it and and hopefully that that can be uh, approved later this year in 2023 and then the city or or jrc or both of us can work on other historic districts mm-hmm. so and right now there's there's about 440 properties that are in the three districts total right now so correct so and and as we add on is let me know that you know a lot of a lot of houses in chautauqua county are old and we know that in jamestown they are even older i believe is what usually it seems to come down to so sounds like a great opportunity for anybody who is looking at uh doing any kind of work on their house if they live in these districts now with this historic workshop the workshop coming up next week this is a a virtual workshop right correct it's a a zoom workshop Mm -hmm. now zoom we a lot of us got very familiar with it during the pandemic but you have another option that you're working on for people who may not feel as comfortable signing on to Zoom at home. I have run into some people who would like to participate and they cannot Zoom at home. So I'm going to try to set up a Zoom, a public Zoom in City Hall location to be announced. Not quite sure where we're going to do it yet, but we're going to have a little group Zoom. So come on down, but let me know you're coming, please. All right. How can they uh, get in touch with you? The best way is to email me, Mary at Jamestown renaissance.org renaissance is the hard word Mm -hmm. or you can call what is my number 716-708-6964 i have who who remembers their own number i I don't either sometimes but now with this workshop now they are asking people to pre-register for this yes please so uh, so pre-registration can they find that on the jrc's website Yep, that's right. It's right on our homepage on our blog. Um, also, yeah, feel free to reach out to Mary or myself and get you registered. There's a there's a link there. Uh, Preservation Buffalo Niagara is kind of the host uh, organizer, so they like to track um, their attendees, and, and we get that information so that we can follow up with folks for, with any additional questions or, or concerns. Mm-hmm. And there's no cost to this. 
No cost. None whatsoever. You will be asked if you want to make a donation through the registration portal, but but it's encouraged for you to, to just attend. You know, um, that that's the biggest thing that that is a priority for all of us. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about the program? Our big thing is that if you have questions about this, please reach out to us. Um, you know, you get onto our website, you can see information about the historic districts. Uh, we have maps there, but you, you know, the, the map is, you know, very particular to each property. So if you have a question of whether or not you're in, or maybe whether or not a historic district might be coming to your neighborhood, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. We can help navigate this for you. All right. Well, Frank and Mary, thank you so much for coming in today to talk with me about this. Thank you. Thank you very much.